0: I'm stunner till I die. Lord help me. You can do what you wanna live, hey. how you wanna hey. spin, hey. what you wanna hey. be, who
1: you wanna Listen. be. How y'all feeling yeah, out there? I'm stunner, stunner till I die. Yeah.
0: Fuck it, I just run it up before I go. Would you tell that. the world my secrets if I let you close? Damn my age. I'm sending action. These Boy. days, no Kumaye, it's be blasting. Living in the midst of this, in my driving mass, in a pretty mix up, but this life shit ain't all bad. Bloody blood and murder in no, a no second chance. Let me land it. Get Let em. me land it. Perfect, perfect timing. Listen, listen. Get I believe I, I believe at this point. Men's, men's is really getting in their groove with this. So I'm going to get right to it. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the All The Way Live podcast. This is nothing more than a conversation between a brother and a best friend, whether it's one person or it's a thousand people. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Come on in, grab a seat, get a drink, grab a plate. Let's get it cracking, bro. Let's get right into it.
1: Back up in this thing.
0: <laughs> yes, we is. Yes, we is. I'm excited because I love how the mic sounds. Like it really, the the sound, like the mic really, I think, brings it together. And I'm excited for mine to come too, and for the the growth of this. I see growth.
1: Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm glad you see it because it is happening, man. And uh, you know, funnily enough, these mic things they important for this for this sport. For this sport, if you yep. want to dominate this sport, this arena, this field, we gotta have the proper tools. So, hey man, this mic is special, though.
0: I tell. Can you can you explain why it's special? Cause I know exactly everything about that mic.
1: Hey, bro, I know you do. This mic was yours before it was mine.
0: That's correct. That's so correct. So I
1: am I am I'm honored to bless it today and in, in our many and our future ventures. Man, this mic was Beautiful. passed from. This was this was even pre-410, man. This was uh this was 50 East Chalmers.
0: This is fifty East Chalmers, brother. And if we're putting a date to it specifically, we're taking things back to about 2013, and 2014. Those are those are the dates we're messing with. So you know, we've a simpler time indeed. We've been rocking for a long time, and it's beautiful to see the all come back full circle where it serves the best purpose that it can serve right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think uh, I think it's it's fitting, right? This this genre right here has circulated, you know, the friend group and used for a variety of, of ill of ill things. And I think it's only right that it finds its home right here on the All The Way Live podcast with Live House Productions. And uh, hey, man, only legendary shit to come forth.
0: I don't like how clean it makes you sound, though. I don't yeah. like how makes you sound because like it makes it, it makes it makes it sound like I'm listening to you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like I'm supposed to be doing this, right? Like, like you're, you're so supposed
0: to be doing. And that's why this makes a lot of sense right now. Amen. That's why this makes a lot of sense. Amen. That's exciting though. My, my coming soon. My coming soon. And we promise people growth in this podcast. We promise people that they'd ride with us in our journey in this podcast. And I'm glad that you know we can we can show that. Uh, you
1: know, it's tangible, that growth, and, and that's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, man. I think, uh, so, hey, bro, thank you for welcoming, on, welcoming us into this joint right here. Um, but since we already kind of, we in it, I feel like we're getting to it. We're knocking on the door of the Dap Up. So, I'm going to let Steve. you go ahead and Dap In. You know what I mean? Let the people know how you're feeling. You spoke to growth, how your week been, what you're feeling like, and then I Dap In as well.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, bro. I think this coming week, I I need a, a healthy mind more so than a productive mind. And I believe, hmm. and and that's the and that's the energy I come into this podcast with. I'm, I'm the a difference? man who is. Uh, uh, the difference, G, is that with productivity, you can you can justify to yourself the the you can justify to yourself why you don't need peace not necessarily peace but you know you can you can allow a few bad habits that allow you to go on that productive journey whatever that might be i heard my i heard my lady recently say i don't care about how peaceful i am in this next in this next coming week i just want to be productive Mm. so that that that's what i believe the difference is when you talk about peace they talk about a, a healthy mind that takes a concerted effort and and practice and it's, it's it's a lot more it's a lot more still than if you would productivity
1: sorry man speaking of and story, i know that's
0: some shit that's i know that's some shit that's big to you too like the whole concept of of of, of a healthy mind and peace and meditation and shit like that so like what no, what I does that a- mean that's why, I, yeah,
1: no, I appreciate it. that's that's why I asked you like to explain that difference, tease that out a little bit, because that is important, right? I think a lot of us um think of our healthiest selves as our most productive selves, right? Like, you know what I mean? But that's not that's not necessarily the case, right? Um, a lot of times, even when it is something beautiful that you're energized by that you like are that you want to run with, right? there is still something to be said for maintaining that balance. You know what I mean? In terms of like you sleep eating habits, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, a day where we go, go, go and may have gotten all the emails, all the, uh, phone calls, all the meetings, all the presentations, whatever it might be done. Um, we, we usually consider that a, a productive day, right? A healthier day. Um, but we might not be considering, like, did I eat? Did I eat breakfast? Did I eat lunch? Did I miss a meal in there somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, what, did I take time for myself?
0: That's
1: real. Um, in a day where you sit at home chilling, right? Um, and, you know, maybe you ate too much. We're, we're a lot more critical of that, right? You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's an important balance and to know the difference between productive and healthy mind um so cool bro cool i'm glad you for sure for sure in a mindful space um
0: in a mindful space and i'm reading this flyers book um energy plan that just talks about the balance between like food intake and and a healthy body and healthy mind some fascinating shit and niggas want it i'm more than happy to share that
1: hey we can talk a little bit later about how many layers of energy plan hits your uh you, you personally i feel like that's a perfect book for you to be reading
0: yeah, 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 we'll we'll catch that in. But before you you fly by it too quickly, I believe you always said dap in, my brother. So dap on in, tell people how you feeling, what type of energy yes. you're coming with.
1: Yes, yes, Wagwan all the way live. Smiles, <laughs> wait a minute,
0: wait <laughs> a minute. I didn't know we had gang signs for this podcast. Yeah, we do have oh, gang no.
1: signs now. We do have gang signs.
0: That wasn't in the heat of board group chat, dude. I was yeah, getting dude. shouted at it one must time. Have missed a
1: meeting. You must have missed the meeting. Nothing but growth <laughs> happening this side. Nothing but growth happening this side. Um, hey, I'm in a great space, man. I've had an opportunity to, like, catch up. You know those times when you do actually have time to, like, yo, like, I talked to my moms, my pops, my younger brother this mm. week, saw my grandparents. Um, and during COVID, like, that type of connectedness hasn't really been a thing. So, I feel great having like touch point and all of those spaces Um, on a personal tip. Like, you know, I cleaned this room out, moved the whole setup in here. It's beautiful. This Mm is, I mean, a room, I feel like you could probably tell there's a lot of natural light in here. I love that my little workspace now is like surrounded by windows and like light. I'm on the third floor. So it's still like a decent amount of privacy. You know what I mean? So it's a good little balance. Um, This space is under construction. So more, more fly shit coming soon indeed um but yeah man i'm 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 excited i'm excited more than anything i'm excited on a professional tip i'm excited on a personal tip this week i mean today officially the first videos of the pod are going out episode one oh, and yes, that
0: indeed yes indeed
1: this thursday i dropped the first how we rock and mix go find that mm-hmm. um that's on Mixed cloud also on soundcloud we're gonna see what they do about the little licensing thing if they let us Stay rocking on SoundCloud and we're gonna keep it moving. We're going um, there. But go get that, man. Like 30 minutes of just like some hard shit, not necessarily going right at the top forty of hip hop, but like more some like just some slapping ass stuff that you might not have heard of that, you know, might have flown under the radar. You know what I'm saying? So hey bro, we, go we get pushing, it. we go pushing get content.
0: And I and I'm the and I'm the cover of the first one in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. who the fly dude is on the convertible, that's me. So pay me my respect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> put some put some put some respect on Drop Top Daddy. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Drop <laughs> Top Daddy. Bro, I've hey. been looking for a new Instagram name.
1: We so adding, adding wild AKA. Drop
0: Top Daddy might be it. <laughs> Drop Top Daddy. This Yo, podcast fully you, you supports up AKAs. AKAs. Yep. <laughs> you, you touched up on something that I'm actually interested to to see what you think about like after this whole COVID thing because I think it's safe to say that most people are done with it and are outside with it or whatever the case may be it's interesting to see like some of the weird things that we've accepted as a norm during COVID and how people are relating to those things afterwards for instance you said like touching up and catching up with people like that didn't really happen very much through COVID like we got there was it was so easy to be accessible to other people that a lot of people weren't even accessible to other people. Like, who you didn't care about talking to was made like, very known and prevalent. Yeah. During COVID, and that was normalized. Like, you can't take that to heart. Like, hey, bro, it was COVID. I don't feel like talking to you. Like talking yeah, to you. There, are you
1: of, there are a lot of there are a lot of. And even to refer to them this way, it's like <laughs> speaks to how they got left, but like loose ends in terms of conversations and people that I was like just meeting or just reconnecting with that. It was kind of like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like, sorry, global pandemic. We didn't on that last email, phone <laughs> call text might have been on me, but I think I've been busy. You know what I'm saying?
0: I busy. Um, Rightfully so.
1: Yeah, man. But I think it comes in waves. And I think it. if nothing else, I think in certain senses, it. It you know, uh, strengthen connections, right? So, like, um, there were certain instances where even my pops would be like, hey, nigga, where you at? You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, he used to might have see me around the block or, like, I might walk over to his crib or, like, pop up on him or whatever. Everybody's inside. Everybody's under quarantine or whatever. Um, so he, hey, nigga, where you at? I ain't seen your car around the crib in a few days. I'm just wondering. <laughs> so I think there was an increase, like, of checking up on people for that tightening of the inner circle and maybe, like, a letting go of the outer circle.
0: Of the outer circle, which is like something that I think is a natural progression. Like as I grow older, I realize that you can have people that you're tight with outside of that inner circle, and doesn't make them less tight necessarily. You know, I think relationships and friendships have like a weird balance of how much they need to, to be communicated upon and things of that nature. They're like plants; different plants require different levels of water.
1: Yes. To grow. Yes, and I. I don't know what it says about me that the majority of the flourishing plants in my life are those in which, like, there doesn't have to be that constant stream of communication, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if when I last fuck with you, I fucked with you, then I fuck with you still. Until the next time we
0: fuck, you know what I mean? (laughs) Until the next time. (laughs)
1: Um, Speaking of which, like, yo, shout out to my homeboy, Freddie. It was that man's birthday on Friday, so happy Happy belated birthday to you. That's the OG, you know what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. where any semblance of cool that I got was probably cultivated um, after meeting Freddie. You know what I mean? Indeed. Hey, bro.
0: Indeed. Happy birthday to the homie. Happy birthday to the homie. And, you know, I think what I'm realizing now as we are celebrating birthdays after the pandemic is that people are taking celebrations of those types of things a lot more seriously, Mm -hmm. just in the sense of, like, really embracing celebrating life and i think that's a beautiful a beautiful thing to come out of it
1: yeah and that's the all the way live podcast we are a celebration of life um we are a celebration of celebrations you know what i mean it's lit around this sure. That's basically what i'm saying
0: it's lit around <laughs> here bro it's lit around here bro i think people take i think people take the book references too seriously no 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 it's it is all the way lit it's in fact live
1: (laughs) in fact in fact hey man and that's there's a i love i love just kind of like looking on the horizon of what we can do with these conversations and stuff like that and i'm very confident that we'll be able to cover a lot of important ground but at no point am i worried that we won't be able to express the light the levity and the liveness of, like, who we also are. So I hope that comes through. I sure. hope y'all feel that. Um, and if it's too wet, it's too dry or whatever, like, let us know. You know what I'm saying? Because we will get live on you in them comments, too. You know what I'm saying?
0: Bob's <laughs> just trying to find the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to find the comments.
1: Hey, actually, that's the exact opposite. That's, that's the one thing, like, as we started to put this stuff out on social media and everything, it's like, all right, now, like, we out here. Face, voice, statements, everything gonna be out here over the next couple of months and it's like that is my goal is not to get into any online fights you know what i mean playful banter but always knowing and remembering like hey bro this shit is the internet you know what i mean so
0: yeah down. yeah it's, it's 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 fascinating because i think again it's an artistic expression right this is this is indeed an artistic expression and so anytime you put any sorts of art out you know artists were sensitive about our shit and so that's a, also an interesting <laughs> dynamic to to explore
1: yeah speaking of speaking of art putting art out and being sensitive about our shit the first episode so the clip is out i think we're going to drop the first episode Mm -hmm. like immediately after this recording session Mm -hmm. um how you feel how you feel about the first episode how you feel about things going out um and like yeah moving forward what are your thoughts what you want to change adjust, add more of pull back on
0: gee i'll tell you the most interesting thing about this whole process has been hearing people's um people's critiques and opinions on the podcast right so one of the things that i got is that we are comfortable speaking looking at each other through zoom but we need to look at the mic and look at the actual camera a little bit more and address the people and that's a very you know it's a, it's a very small adjustment to make but a very important adjustment adjustment to make yeah you know I'm for sure. but in terms in terms of the sense of in terms of the sense of excitement levels i think anytime you're uncomfortable taking a step forward that is exactly the step that you should be taking forward and i think that that resonates for both of us and we're both making the steps and jumping forward so i'm excited that this is evidently growth
1: yes and i'm and i'm glad that like we can kind of pull each other forward and backward in that regard like yeah after the first episode after we first like watched the reshoot of the first episode i hit you up i was like how you feel you were like i think we got a good episode i was like I like it. I don't love it. You know what I mean? But I think yeah, part of this yeah. process, especially for me, is going to be like learning to let go, you know what I mean? Even of things that like are cuz we're going to be churning stuff out quick, you know what I mean? So letting it go and 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 moving on and 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 being willing to to live with what's out there and live with live with the rawness. It's raw. Everything you can see here right now it's is raw. raw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's live.
1: It's live indeed, you know. Um oh, so, yeah, man, it's been beautiful to move towards that. Um, oh, snap. You know, froze up on me. See? Raw. It's raw. Uh, mic check, mic checkety. Yeah, man, you will see the guys yeah, as, we, as we
0: struggle. <laughs>
1: as we struggle socially. And technologically,
0: you know what I mean. Uh, we punched, we punching in right here.
1: And we back, we and back. Better
0: back. Back than technical I technical was
1: things. the last time,
0: baby. Ooh, Miles Xavier. Now that you took me there, I gotta ask you. I think the conversation of who the king of Chicago has to be had. We've had this conversation in Ooh. private. But I think it's an important conversation to have because we got some gunners some killers coming out of Chicago right now
1: who's that's the king fire. that's fire okay it is. cool, cool. Um, who is the king of Chicago what do we mean by what do we mean by that do we mean do we mean street do we mean clout do we mean rapping bars like what do you who's who's the who's the king the, the greatest
0: hip-hop king
1: I mean, if you if you, if you taking everybody in account, it still has to be yay.
0: Nah, like I, you're right because there is there is two lists of of Chicago hip hop, right? And not to make this conversation very local based, but I think that conversation has to be had because hip hop has always had a history of no, nigga, we about that, that
1: local shit, free. nigga,
0: Chicago, <laughs> day,
1: no. real talk, because the coast, I mean, Chicago, I mean. I wouldn't say overall Chicago gets like looked over because for a long time Chicago's hip hop scene was very hit or miss and inconsistent. But right now, since drill has continued, since Chief Keef has kind of like ebbed a little bit, like I would say Chicago is now underrated, under discussed in this moment versus New York and California.
0: I think it, I think you're right in that sense, but the fact that the the, the tastemakers of the sound are Atlanta, L.A., and New York now, right? And I think that it's it's difficult because the grime, the grime sound that a lot of New York is thriving through, introduced by your pop smokes and whatnot, that sound definitely has a, a drill element to it.
1: Yeah, R. it R. does. Pop,
0: pop Smoke, it, a massive drill element to it. In fact, that drill element obviously has its roots and whatnot back in the U.K., but how you usher that sound to the u.s that that is all chicago
1: yeah so that's really interesting because I, yeah i definitely agree that the drill sound of new york right now is yeah boom you you nailed it it's like chicago and, and grime kind of like combined um and like that's cool but i think that i think that you have to acknowledge right like what dirk has been able to do um I think you have to acknowledge what, like, and I mean, like Chicago artists often are like, you talk about Chicago artists as the artist, right? You talk about Chance, Chance gets a lot of shine, but, you know, even when Chance and Vic and them were kind of getting a lot of shine, I didn't see a lot of acknowledgement of the scene Chicago was creating, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even now let's not have a lyrical rapper conversation because Mick Jenkins, Saba, you know what I mean? Like, the most underrated, underlooked lyrical artists are in Chicago. No name, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even, yeah. even Smino, like, right from the little, I don't know, he did a little Smino little St. Louis, but he posted on the scene now. He posted out here. Mm-hmm. And he running with that Chicago click heavy, boy.
0: So, you're, gonna no. claim, you're gonna claim you though. <laughs> That's such a Chicago thing to do.
1: I'm not claiming no actually Chicago does the opposite. Chicago don't claim nobody that isn't actually from Chicago. Nobody.
0: I, nobody. I learned that. You can yeah. be two streets in a suburb outside of Chicago. You better not say that you're from Chicago.
1: Nigga, bro. Most of the fights in my life have been over that shit. Shit like that. <laughs> like I wish, I
0: would, I wish somebody would tell me that I'm not from the shy. I wish, I wish. Somebody would, bro. I'd fight
1: him. Yeah, but now, so jumping back to the to the to the Chicago like rap scene, I think you were right, right? Two lists. Yeah. So you got the kind of drill list, and you got the kind of more lyrical list that I'm talking about. I think the lyrical niggas are super <laughs> underrated. Um, I think the drill niggas are under talked about compared to their New York counterparts. Um, I feel like. And then again, there's a lot of outlets. You got Hot 97 and The Breakfast Club, and most of them joints are based in New York. But I saw A Boogie get a lot more looks than I saw Dirk or even uh, Erbo get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, King Von. Even now, as these stars start to pop up, I don't see, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's acknowledge that Chicago is, Chicago is the Midwest coast is killing y'all too. You know what I mean?
0: It's killing, for sure, for sure. It's an important thing to, it's an important thing to recognize. I heard somebody recently say that Mick Jenkins might be the coolest rapper out there. And, I'm, and I, I would accept any argument for and against that because I don't think that that's far from valid, you know, just in the sense of the type of instrumentals that they jump on and the collaborations. There's a huge jazz undertone, jazz hip-hop undertone. In Chicago, with your bad, bad, not good, shit like that, that is, like, like, really, like, transformative, transformative jazz trap, whatever the case is, and it's coming from Chicago. So that's also a big element of it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, and it's unfortunate, right, what COVID has done to the music industry, because I think those artists are some of the most, are some of those that could provide some of the most memorable live performances in an intimate setting, um because they're not in the big arenas that a lot of the other artists are in right like Mm. to go see a Mick jenkins like damn giving you uh the craziest mix of hip-hop and spoken word um you know in a small club where you're chilling you know at like a like a small table or even if it's like you know 200 people in like a in like a bottom lounge or a, a small just situation like that's an amazing. That's the type of concert experience that I that I mess with. Um, I've been yeah, able to see Joey Perp live.
0: Situations.
1: Yeah, man. Just something. Just something. Something small. And I want to see those artists grow out of those venues. But like, but what I'm just saying is that not only is the scene full of like talented artists, it's full of artists that like can perform too. You know, and not every artist yeah. can do that and can provide performances that are like, yo, like meaningful to people, bro. Like I saw Joey Perp for like. $13 at a Lollapalooza after show. And it's one of my favorite shows that I've seen to this day.
0: Yeah. And that's the beauty of hip hop. That's the beauty of hip hop. And you got to love it. And that's why I'm so proud of, I'm so proud of the scene coming out of Chicago. Now, if, wait, what I find team? interesting though, I, I, what I find, Nate, I was, I was going to get there. What I find interesting is the fact that nobody has mentioned Chance or Vic between us.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, You know my stance on Chance, bro. Like, I think Chance is an amazing... Acid Rap was an amazing mixtape. I heard Acid Rap, and Mm. I really, really was looking forward to um, having somebody that spoke so just honestly from the perspective of just, like, a normal nigga in Chicago that, like, wasn't afraid to be himself. You know what I mean? Like, that was really cool. Um, Where the direction that that music took in him not being afraid to be himself, was a lot more um, introspective on... Well, I don't even want to say introspective. It was a lot more energetic and bubbly as he rose to stardom, right? It reflected the change in his, you know, um, situation and circumstances, which is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, it lost me because I didn't relate as much to the poppier embracing industry-ness of coloring book um and not the life in order getting married um you know everything's beautiful family man stuff of of uh best day ever i think was the was the next project after that so yeah yeah so even though i don't necessarily like connect, there were a
0: few other mixtapes tapes in the middle i mean that he did with um uh, that he did with his band. Surf is cold. Um, that surf tape, surf, is, is cold. Surf, surf tape is cold. Surf uh, tape is cold. The Christmas mix with Jeremiah is actually a nice little bopper over Christmas as well. As a
1: Christmas-ass um, nigga, I fuck with that shit heavy too. For sure, um,
0: for sure. But yeah, Best Ever would be his, his uh, next commercial album. It's, it's, it's interesting. Do you think he still has a chance to bring it back?
1: I think... Chance the Rapper is in rap where Kevin Hart is in comedy right now. They are exceptionally on, talented, um, but they have kind of sh- worked their way into a position that is, <laughs> bless you, exceptional in the industry, bless you, Thank you, but may not be the most resonant. Bless you. Hey, bro, this is not an ad for Claritin, but that shit
0: is essential
1: hey, right now. But, man. Nigga, <laughs> 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 That's some old man shit, bro. To be, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, Woo. get one of those after you talk some shit. Jesus. Yeah, bro. Or even after you just sit down and shit. Woo
0: Man. Woo. All right. Oh, damn.
1: Getting old.
0: All right, hold on. Let me get my shit on. Let me get my stance on. Goddamn it. Three, two, one. We in this bitch.
1: Yeah. So I was saying, um, what was I saying about about Chance? Oh, Chance and Kevin Hart are both in this space where industry darlings, but I think the content has strayed from the place where it resonated most with its black blackest audience. Right? Um, mm. I think they're both talented enough to create something that does resonate with their black audience again. Whether they're interested in doing that, whether that's in their in their plans of a mind and connected enough to the spaces that make that authentic to continue to do that. I'm not sure, but it's not out of the question. Um,
0: I think, I think that the the main difference that you would have in that, and I think that's a great comparison is that chance does not put up the numbers that Kevin Hart does. Kevin Hart is setting numbers and records when it comes to audience, um, audience reach. But I think um, comparatively, in terms of how their art is is um, taken in by the people that they started with, I think a lot of people have that same sentiment. Yeah, that's why I dig that.
1: I think what gives what gives what makes me put um, Chance in that upper echelon of industry business as well is also like the Apple deal, right? So to see him. Get that Apple deal with coloring book, the exclusive streaming when streaming was really trying to figure out what the rules were going to be for him to yeah. be at the forefront of that, and then later to see Drake with like you know a very a deal that clearly was influenced by whatever happened on the back end with the chance deal. Um, I think that's huge and in like industry leading and cutting edge. But I feel you in terms of like Kevin Hart is filling arenas doing comedy.
0: Oh yeah, multiple Nate like don't get it. People should not get it twisted. Kevin Hart might be the biggest comedian. Ever bro. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever. Just in sheer terms of um, income made and shows sold out and in number of shows done in a year. Like he's consistently setting records. He's one of the first comedians I think to, to sell out Madison's Garden a certain number of times back to back to back to back, back and things of that nature. So it's um that's that that's the only difference. But I think that's a that's a mad flight comparison. I dig that. That's a and thumbnail by right by there. By <laughs> by and man. we bring you that.
1: And we bring you that. See, we get getting there. we get getting there. So, yeah. So, um, So I think Chance, in terms of, like, leading the new school from an industry perspective, would be, like, the king of Chicago. Vic, I loved his music. And that tape was dope. Um, Incredible. Even the, the tape that came out, the 16 shots, um, that tape was, like, had some definite vibes on it. I think he's gone way left in his direction and if it's not for me if people still rock with it then hey they can rock with it um i get i get confused and confusing vibes from vic so that's kind of just where i'm at with him um there's a lot of chicago artists i think just the talent is overflowing um but it just hasn't had that uh stars aligned moment to create you know uh a cardi b or a pop smoke or the next leader of whatever the generation Um, or another chief keith yeah, exactly. But perp is in there. Perp's eye drops and um quarter thing. Two good projects. Very dope mixtapes. Just mm-hmm. solid rap. Um man, who else from who else from Chicago? 'Cause I don't know if we can Sava, Herbo, you have to
0: put you have to put Sava in there. I think you have to put Mick Jenkins in that same race too. Mm-hmm. Um I think those two are, are very important because Sava's Saba's last album was. What was the name of that last album again? That was. Uh, uh,
1: Prom King. Life. Nah.
0: no.
1: Was it? I thought it was no. Prom King is a song. The mm. Prom
0: King is a song of the of the whatever the case is. His last album, yeah, great. It's great. Uh, Saba, great. That album is absolutely fantastic too. And I think with the music that he's putting on out, putting on out now, he has a, a chance to also be in that discussion.
1: So I mean, I think in hip hop and even just more largely especially this year right there is a there is an excitement around like all of these all of these acts and so much like interesting talent that's coming out but then there is also like the reality you know um so in the so like as we said before Rest in Peace to Pop Smoke Chicago's had Rest in Peace to um FBG Duck you know what i mean FBG
0: Duck.
1: Rest in Peace to Young Pappy Chicago's had artists that you know were wrapping their city in that way that we're um gaining both the clout and the momentum to do something really big for the city, for themselves, for their people. Um and, you know, have, have lost their lives in the field, uh, real as it is out here. So Yeah. There 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 is that. Um Happy's brother, Tay Sav, is one of my favorite artists. Um
0: Great artists yes. from Chicago. Yes, I, yes. Great artists from Chicago. And I don't like to talk about great, like, just artists from Chicago in general because I do know that Chicago niggas do not play. And therefore, I I, I tend to, I would like to be Definitely. very, very safe. Complimentary. With the choice of words. <laughs> Complimentary, bro. Ingratiating.
1: Hey, bro. So, yeah, so it's all love for, I mean, I think we've, hopefully we've named a few, enough Chicago artists that somebody, like, in these comments or that's listening or watching, check somebody cool out. Um, yeah. And if you're from Chicago and you rap, um, talk to us, hit us up. We'll listen to your shit. And if it is fly and if we do fuck with it, we'll say so.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll be more than happy to, to include it. And if it slaps, put it into the Bang of War. Like that's the whole purpose of all of this is to be able to really for us to be able to reach out to other creatives who share the same type of interests and, and topics and mindsets and be able to share interesting, dope, art with each other. So by, yeah. by all means, please, 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 please engage.
1: And to put a beautiful little bow on this conversation right here, right? I don't know if we really named a true king of Chicago, but I did see the other day that um, Chance, G Herbo, um, damn, I don't want to get this wrong, uh, Vic, and mm-hmm. one other Chicago Dirk. rapper. Uh, I don't think it was Dirk think it was somebody more on the lyrical side joey it was joey it mm-hmm. was chance uh joey um who else i just said goddamn Vic and uh g erbo was just mm-hmm. giving out school supplies for the kids so that's what's up and for that shit right there them niggas is the kings of chicago right now
0: i like that i like that and that's a good way to put it um and that's something that you cannot take away from Chicago artists is they they're all they're they're willing their instinct to be able to give back right and I think that's a beautiful thing and that's why I dig a lot of the work that we do is because I think it's important to be able to communicate the importance of that type of stuff you know the importance of being able to go into neighborhoods and and reach out and speak to people listen to people and and lend a helping hand if if anything else I, I hope that's what that's we can, we can be able to give that same type of passion and and purpose to one other person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, in times like this where everybody is working their ass off just to get a handle on the situation, you know what I mean? We have to be realistic about the, how much we can do, how much we can hold ourselves to. So to be kind to others and to help where you can is an excellent first start. I love to see the people that have been put in positions of influence um taking the time to still do that man um again man i hate i hate how much of this there is but also to take this moment just to be like rest in peace to ruth bader ginsburg man um
0: indeed
1: i know a lot of the the people who know what's going on especially women um were super Mm. fucked up to hear that she passed away the other day so you know we we uh we lift up her family, we lift up her supporters and we lift up Mm -hmm. ourselves and each other in this moment, just to continue the work of, of a fierce champion of, um, of rights for, for all people. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, we, we, we humbly and tearfully take that torch, I guess, bro.
0: For sure. And if people haven't done their research, um, I would highly suggest that there's some very, very fascinating milestones and, and her contribution to just the, 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 as you said, female empowerment movement and just the movements in general is impressive. I read somewhere that she was the first professor of law at Columbia University, which I thought was was fly. Like, it's like an interesting little throwaway fact, but it's just it's, it's fly nonetheless, you know? And so, um, indeed, indeed. But just to pull us back not too far because we, we own hip hop right now. or well, pull us back the hip hop to the side, which is, is Cole in front of Kendrick right now? If we're just counting, in in classic hip hop metrics.
1: Wait 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 wait. Is Cole in front of Kendrick right now? Right now. There's a conversation to be had. But what do you mean by classic hip hop metrics?
0: Because if we're gonna count on terms of who had the most recent, who had the the like in the, who shot last, who shot last? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. That's what yeah. I mean by in a classic hip hop conversation. The same reason why a lot of people discount Jay Electronica in these types of conversations or Andre 3000 in these types of conversations is that when it's time for you to shoot, it was quiet.
1: See, this is why we need to build a following so that when we talk shit to try and get Kendrick to drop more music, it's more effective. You know what I mean? So hell yeah, that nigga ain't the king of hip hop until he comes with some more fire for <laughs> me and you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's super relevant, bro. It and all
0: circles back to trying to get Kendrick uh, an album. We started a whole podcast just to, just to get a new album from Kendrick.
1: See, the transparency is real. We y'all know episode two what this is.
0: <laughs>
1: so, and this is an even more interesting, broader conversation to have, is do the classic rules of hip-hop still apply? You know what they I mean? They do,
0: bro. If you take clout away, they have to apply it. Take without clout. Remove clout from the equation and they apply because clout don't mean shit.
1: Okay. I like that. I like that. I like how you you cut to the quick of that real quick. Um, Clout is what what clouds the real hip-hop rules and and, and how, I don't want to say real niggas, but devoted connoisseurs of hip-hop. People that consider themselves hip-hop heads, if you will have a very different standing and understanding of hip-hop than the casual consumer. And I think the difference between that a lot of the time is clout. So. For sure.
0: For sure. Cause a lot of people would also get back to us and say that, A.O., this call, the call conversation is only the call conversation only matters because of clout. You know, a lot of people, matter of fact, a lot of people wouldn't consider Cole or Kendrick at the front of that row of king of hip-hop because of, the clout aspect of it you
1: know very true very true so but if we're comparing those two gentlemen i think at this moment right now oof but it's tough because kendrick without dropping anything might still have more clout and that might be that might be what makes him the king still you know
0: I I I I follow what you're saying. I follow what you're saying, but
1: because if Kendrick and Cole I, drop on the same day tomorrow, mm-hmm. who gets more spins?
0: Do you see? And that's clout. Now we're counting clout. Now we're counting clout. No, so no, no that's not necessarily
1: job. that's not necessarily clout. That's that's. I mean, clout. I would say clout, and like the perception of you is different than how many people actually play your records. I don't think that's clout. I think that might be popularity, but I think clout is clout is less tangible than that, right? So 6ix9ine has a lot of clout, but even those records aren't getting spins still. You know what I mean?
0: Gee, I don't think I know what clout means.
1: Let's define clout.
0: Let's define clout. Let's go. Let's go. I don't have a phone on me, so I'm going to rely on Urban Dictionary to break it down for me because I feel like Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I, I generally do not know what it is, but because when you say clout is not popularity, that's the only way that I would explain it or describe it.
1: So we're in a perfect realm right now. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary was my original rap name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we about to get we about to get into little
0: little Urban Dictionary little
1: Urban Dictionary. So <laughs> clout as I would define it, right, is intangible and unreliable support. Right? So... Say that again? Intangible and unreliable support. Explain. So, the difference, what I was, like, trying to say before in terms of, like, actual record spins, right, like, I just put out the first of my mixes um, last week, right? Or this Thursday, this past Thursday. Um, now, as somebody who hasn't been on Twitter since 2016 and hasn't been on Facebook for real since, like, even a little bit before that, I put both of those mixes on both of those platforms, right? Yo, Wagwan it's Miles Xavier dropping this shit every other Thursday. Check it out. etc,
0: cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Now, this shit is impressive to me right here, nigga. Facebook and Twitter, zero likes, zero comments, zero reposts and retweets. That's zero clout, right? But mm-hmm. if you actually go to Mixcloud, Soundcloud, where I put it, 14, 15 plays on each of them, you know? Yeah. A couple of spins. The spins are real support. That's tangible support. I can check that out. People are actually messing with the record. Clout would be hella likes, hella retweets, hella comments, hella posts, regardless of if them niggas was actually spinning the record.
0: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The weight, the weight of those things are, are different. Clout cloud has less weight to it than, 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 the, than the tangible, countable things. You know, t- Clout is, cloud is a little lighter than that. To
1: me... Now, there are some people that clout is everything. Perception is everything. Mm. Fake jewelry. Clout. It's not worth it anything.
0: Though? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like now we have to go to exactly. Okay. We ain't got to suffer in ignorance.
1: Look, you can look it up. But let me, let, me, let, me, let me back up by saying fake jewelry isn't necessarily always clout, but it is a tool of clout. It garners, right, clout.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know it's, what I it's, mean? Its purpose is for
1: Right. Its purpose is, you see me, you, I look like I have, do, make something, and now you're attracted. You don't support whatever I actually do, do, don't do, make, don't make, whatever, but I've, I've created a situation where people are, because of what I look like, because of what I'm portraying, People are moving a certain way around me and responding to me a certain way, and that is clout because it's not based on what I actually have, what I don't have, what they have, what they don't have. It's not based on what they actually know about me. It's based on the perception, and so it's all—it's a wuzzy, it's a woozy, it's
0: very <laughs> it, does—it very does—it does, it has no matter. So, and I love urban dictionary for this because in urban dictionary is very economical with their words. <laughs> Clout is being famous and having influence. Full stop. And then next next definition under that is steezy, <laughs> which is doing having style with ease. Steezy. Okay. Well, there's I no will. adjectives on urban dictionary. There's no synonyms. <laughs>
1: I will leave it up to the audience to decide, and if you feel so inclined, let us know which of those definitions of clout is most useful to you.
0: And and I think I'm I'm inclined to agree with your definition, too. I just realized that I don't think I I really know what it is. As I was using the word, I didn't think I knew it was. We digress heavily. We're scared to answer the main question, which is... Regardless of who you want to put at the top or as the king, that is a subjective conversation that anybody can have within themselves. But right now, we're discussing in the race of hip-hop, in
1: the
0: race towards hip-hop's throne, is Cole in front of K-Dot?
1: Kendrick's on the throne, buddy. Kendrick is sitting... J J. Cole is the farthest, is number one in the race for the throne. And at the end of that race is the throne, with Kendrick sitting on it.
0: (laughs) With Kendrick sitting on it.
1: (laughs) For now. Because I do think that does have a certain statue of limitations. And what I'll I'll compare it to, right, um, is mixed martial arts. So, if you win the belt, if there's another nigga whooping ass that is coming up through the ranks and you won the belt, you either have to one, directly address, fight that nigga, right, to see who's better. Or two, you hold the belt until at a certain point you abdicated and somebody else has to they, – they, they refight for the belt. You know what I mean? So – and then you get, like, whatever. There's, there's different things that can happen. You get an interim champion or whatever. I would say Kendrick right now is the champion. But if he – because of just the body of work that he's provided – but if he refuses to address J. Cole or put out more music, if that nigga don't fight, then at a certain point you move into the realm of legends, but you're not the belt holder.
0: You're not the belt holder. So Kate, so Cole the is the champion. interim champ, is what you're saying.
1: I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would say that I would say that J. Cole is the is the first up, the number one contender, and Kendrick has the belt, and then we are. We've seen a little little something that he might be making music might be putting something out but as of right now he has not agreed to fight. So either he's going to
0: retire a DNP. Exactly. A DNP. The DNP. <laughs> hey bro, listen. What I I heard somebody make that I heard somebody make that um that point recently when I was out and they were discussing how damn in fact is a lackluster album. And I was offended by that because I absolutely love that album. And I think spectacular writing, but I could very much understand how somebody could place that third in Kendrick's discography, therefore making it the worst of Kendrick's work. I can understand that.
1: Yeah. Where do you put it?
0: Second after second to you see and that's difficult because that means I've taken out to pimp a butterfly in terms of music quality I put to pimp a butterfly on top of damn in terms of likability and what I've been able to listen to I have to put damn on top of um uh to pimp a butterfly really indeed indeed what about you what you got
1: I actually I put damn I put damn last um I Mm. i I think To Butterfly is the best, but Good Kid is my favorite, and that leaves Damn. Um, so, I wouldn't say that. I could see how you could say Damn is lackluster, but only if you were already sick of Humble and DNA before the album came out. If you never heard that, those, either of those songs, mm. then fuck you talking about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think the fact that people were kind of already, like, had heard Humble and heard DNA. Because DNA, I don't don't think you can put DNA with that beat switch up and the way he bodies that and say as track basically one after the little news intro and be like, this is a lack of luster album. Um, Yeah. It doesn't doesn't try to give you a lot of bangers. um,
0: It does. And that's the argument that people would make is that it does.
1: I would say it tries to give you a lot of a lot of enjoyable songs, but I wouldn't count um, love or even element as a banger. Right. Element is one of my favorite songs on the album, but it doesn't like it's not made to slap like a DNA or a mad city or a even michael jordan right it's Mm -hmm. it's made to be like it's made for the content and if you are dissecting and trying to understand the subtext then it's kind of fly it's a fly little shot but i would say i could understand how sonically them not going for a lot of uh radio ready slaps could be perceived as it being but then how do you compare it to then but then to pimp a butterfly same thing so i don't know
0: I was about to say the way you're describing that is is very much so the way Adele described to put, to put Butterfly butterflies that if you really break down the the penmanship of that album that's what it really flourishes most and that's why I can understand where people do place them like you did at the at the bottom of that list and calling it the worst Kendrick album you know yeah, by, by virtue it. of it's not fair it's not fair to I don't call, want to call I don't it the worst
1: I don't want to call it the worst or I don't want to call it like I don't think it's lackluster I just think the other two are do to put up a Butterfly says too much to be at the bottom. It says entirely too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, at entirely too appropriate a time. It set the bar so high that we can't even play that game anymore. Really, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> leave leave that jazz black conscious game alone. Leave it on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> my son, Leave it on the floor.
1: <laughs> so I think um, I think. Yeah, I think Dam can sit at the number three spot without anything detrimental to be said about it for me.
0: Um, fuck, I had another question that I wanted to ask you. It's it's out. It's out. Now.
1: now, if Kendrick, it, or if, if Jay Cole puts out a project that's better than any one of those albums, we have a we we have a we have a belt taking passing conversation to have. Sure. To sure. Now, here's an interesting little question. Who is the next, the next, maybe not even the next, but like among the young guys. So, you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Boogie. I'm talking about readers of the new
0: school.
1: I'm talking about Vic. No, not Vic. Uh, Vince Staples. I'm talking about. I wouldn't put um, Vince
0: Staples in that, in that conversation.
1: Okay. Um, what about YBN Cordae? Or just Cordae? He dropped the vibe. You're now. not a fan. I don't. I don't. I don't love him as much as I love those other two guys. Um, but I think he's talented.
0: You know what I think? I think he could be the call to the next class of hip hop. He can be that next class's call. Okay. I can see. I can see that. And 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 as somebody who call was. My class that I rate that very very highly because that resonated with me almost at the same time that he, the audience that he's speaking to. You know, I realized that we've been listening to Cole since 2007.
1: Early, early. That's so early. Think, that's
0: 2007.
1: So then you think it's Boogie and Reason uh, competing for that last that last that last spot? Maybe throw a Kenny Mason in there somewhere.
0: I think there's a lot more people that you have to throw in there than just Boogie and um, oh. Boogie and <laughs> Boogie and Reason. In fact, I'll take Boogie out of oh Boogie. I'm thinking a Boogie with a hoodie. <laughs> then in that case, I think we're right on top of it then. Boogie, Reason. Um, I, I do think everybody has a an album in a mixtape away. I think IDK, you have to consider him. I think St. John, you have to consider him. I think you have to consider um Let's see who else who, am, who else am I missing? JID, um, uh, Earth Gang, all those gents.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, and this is how you out XL freshman class. Double Excel, motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
1: get in tune. Get in tune. Um, if we get in even deeper with it, niggas should check out Blockboy Twitch. That nigga mm-hmm. is putting together some some consistent some consistent little things. Um, yeah, Kerr, indeed indeed there's a lot of there's a lot of uh lyrical rap that i think has been honed in this like little quarantine little era and stuff like that um which, which leads me to another question man what do you think of how much do you think quarantine has affected um the like how much of different kinds of music we're getting and what do you think do you think once quarantine's over-ish, like, more next year, next summer, if we're back at bars, clubs, outings, do you think that type of music will just snap back? Or what do you think the overall lasting effect of quarantine on music will be?
0: Like, I think that the place of music that is comfort music that you can do your day through is has peaked and is going to continue to be a thing. That's why I think ASMR also peaked over COVID weird and shit like that is that things that are things that you can do minimal 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 distraction musical distraction you know what I mean and I think that's that's going to peak and maintain but naturally in terms of people being more outside I think that's 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 going to change we definitely saw a hard break when it came to the the volume of music that was being put out don't forget the type of year we just came back from in terms of the music that we're getting it was You know, people were, we're busy talking about there's too much music coming out. And now it's just a hard break of that. So that the volume of music has slowed down. The content has definitely slowed down. So I definitely think that coming into that, we're, we're going right back into dancing, bro. (laughs) Hey, come with a new dance. Yeah. So that's interesting.
1: And the reason I kind of ask, right, is because and I think we had this kind of this conversation a little bit off air with regard to the NBA, just in terms of sports, having a huge place in people's lives, and then having to be shut down um, for just the right amount of time, I feel like it seems to fill their lives and those their days and their plans with something else, something another activity, right. And when even the NBA comes back, I was glad, you were glad, but I don't know if everybody snapped right back to watching all the games as religiously as they prior, were prior. That's the most the game. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, what I'm, so that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at in terms of music, right? I would think that when people are going to be eager to jump back in, um, that Drake's going to have a field day. Uh, Todd Dolla is going to have a field day. Um, Cardi's going to have a field day. But if the reaction to going out, being in clubs, um, is anything like the reaction to sports, um, it might be a little bit more moderate than we imagine, even though club and going out is more active.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see. But Drake's definitely going to have a field day. I think Drake is going to time, is gonna time his, his drop to immediately right before. Uh, but then again, you guys, are, the U.S., you guys are moving into...
1: It's uh, fall now. Nigga, we don't know what the fuck is
0: going on, to be honest. <laughs> What's the weather like out there, bro? Tell me.
1: Um, the weather, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful right now. It's like, honestly, it's probably a little bit warmer than I remember September being as a kid, but I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, on a day-to-day tip, I ain't complaining about that. Um, the quarantine stuff, it seems like stuff is starting to reopen. There are still places in the States where rates are going up. I don't think that's the case in Chicago. I think the big thing is just when flu season really hits in the next couple of months, if we are cool through that and cases continue to decline throughout the rest of the year, then the only thing we'll really have to worry about is the complete collapse of our democracy in November. You know?
0: (laughs) If we can get a potential global pandemic out of the way. Make way for even
1: more pandemonium, nigga. This shit is crazy.
0: Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing, and I think we're gonna have a, have to have a whole other podcast the day of the the day of the elections because I feel like that's a that's gonna be a very fascinating thing to be able to uh, to witness.
1: Yeah, goddamn, election watch is so far from the type of shit that we would do that I think it might <laughs> be a good idea.
0: For sure, for sure, and I, and I do want to say for the next podcast of what the lectures mean to you as a black man coming up.
1: Do you want to save that for the next podcast? Or are you asking?
0: I think, I think we should save that for the next podcast. I think we should save that for the next podcast.
1: All right. All right. How long have we been in this mug, man? Are we, what are we, what are we at? Where we are rocking. We We're
0: rocking. We rockin'. And the reason I keep checking the time is because we, we have another podcast that we got to record immediately after this. mm
1: mm-hmm. Content for your head top. It's coming, boy. It's coming.
0: It's coming. Straight up. Straight up. Hey, B, you want to put a ribbon on it?
1: All right, cool, man. Well, if we straight right there, then we straight right there, man. This has been so much fun. Time has been flying. We know y'all have entirely too many options when it comes to choosing a podcast. So we appreciate you rocking with all the way live. Live in the sense that we are celebrating life. Live in the sense that we are celebrating, celebrating live in the sense that you are hearing us work everything that we're talking about here in real time. We're working it out as we go, um, and we want y'all to be a part of that. So like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what we write about, what we wrong about, what you like, what you don't like. Um, we read reading all of that. we respond responding to all of that. We love y'all. Keep your heads up. And like that, we go. We out. Ace.